Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. Howdy, all you geoholics fans out there. This is Dr. Nick Smolowski with another Bad Elf Tech Minute. Today, we're going to be talking about remote drone operation. It was recently announced that the company Red Cat and its subsidiary, Fat Shark, uh, worked with another company called Skypersonic, and I know these are crazy names, but bear with me, uh, to fly a drone remotely with the pilot located in Orlando, Florida, and the drone actually in Detroit, Michigan. Apparently, this is one of the first times a com commercial entity has flown a drone similar to how the U.S. military forces fly drones around the world. Jeff Thompson, CEO of Red Cat, stated that the ability to control the flight of a drone from thousands of miles away should accelerate the commercial adoption of drone technology, expand the number of business services that can be provided by drones, and lower travel and training costs for companies deploying drones. I don't know about you, but this is pretty enticing stuff. So if you are a drone person or collect remote sensing data with drones, I think this would be interesting for you. If you have any questions about this Tech Minute, Bad Elf, or anything else for that matter, please shoot me an email at nick, N-I-K, at bad-elf.com. That's nick at bad-elf.com. Thanks, everybody. Just a quick note to express our appreciation for the 2021 Friends of the Program for their continued support. Please consider their products and services as they have special promos for Geoholics listeners. Aerotech Mapping Inc., ATMLV.com, Advanced Geodetic Surveys Inc., AGSGPS.com, Bad Elf GPS, Bad-Elf.com, Cobb Fenley, CobbFenley.com, Cyanic Automation, cyanicautomation.com, Diamondback Land Surveying, diamondbacklandsurveying.com, Get Kids Into Survey, getkidsintosurvey.com, Land Surveyors United, landsurveyorsunited.com, Mentoring Mondays, mentoringmondays.xyz, Monson Engineering, monsonengineering.com, Parkland Community College, parkland.edu forward slash land dash surveying, Safety Apparel, safetyapparel.us, and last but not least, Tiger Supplies, tigersupplies.com. Well, if that's not a great mantra for 2021, I don't know what is. <laughs> I feel like that's America. Yeah, right? In like three sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, and thanks for listening to episode 65, also known as the... The Tom Mack. I went deep on this one. I don't even know who that is. Uh, he was the number two pick overall in 1966. He was a lineman, offensive guard, for the Michigan Wolverines. And then he went to the Los Angeles Rams, 11-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, four-time second-team All-Pro, first-team All-Big Ten when he was at Michigan in 65. And the reason I picked him yeah. is after he retired, he used his engineering degree oh, from okay. the University of Michigan and actually did, wow. this, did this deal. Maybe we should get him on the show. Is he still alive? I, I, <laughs> hold, please. I'll have to look that one up. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, man. How about that last episode with Thomas Olmstead? Was that freaking killer or what? Oh, my goodness. It's good made, stuff. I've made my bed every day since then. I, I have, too. Stuck in the W. And I texted text you guys. I was like, and I told Carrie, I'm like, you yep. wake up with the W. Early morning w. win. It's an easy win. Oh, yep, it yep. feels good. And then You should read that book. I'm going to get you that book. <laughs> but then it's, it's awesome because you make the bed in the morning, and you're like, I got a W. And then when you go to bed at night, you're like, oh, it's Extra so nice W. Bonus day. W. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's you so much different. End. Yeah, just crawling into a nicely made bed makes a huge difference. So such a simple thing, but absolutely that, that alone I took out of that for episode. Sure. For Fantastic sure. Fantastic guest. Yep. Still buzzing after that one. Thanks to our stellar lineup of 2021 friends of the program for believing in us. And we promise to do everything we can to make your commitment worthwhile. Real quick, a um, couple house cleaning items I want to follow up on. You know, we made some announcements last episode. First, we now have a Patreon page. Uh, it's really easy to find it by going to the Patreon website, which I believe is patreon.com and searching for the Geoholics. It's a much easier way to show your support for the show. And uh, every patron will receive a complete fan pack that is now going to include a Branded Bills Geoholic hat. Man, oh man, you guys just keep giving me more stuff I got to send people. You That's... can always use more hats. Hey, if, if you're no, going... the hats are fantastic. Obviously, I am easily purchased. If but... you're mailing out stuff, it's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of work and I'm lazy. <laughs> Anyways, these hats are awesome. Wait do you see them. And uh, second, the other thing I wanted to mention, be on the lookout for details on how to join us for our monthly Geoholics Hospitality Suite, which is a virtual happy hour. Um, I think these have the potential to be an absolute blast, and the more the jump on, the merrier. Our first one is this coming Thursday, so by the time the listeners hear this, it will have passed, but um, I've been promoting it quite a bit on social media, and I hope that we have a good attendance there, and Big Shoots' own company, Aerotech Mapping, is the host, so they're going to be doing a, a brief presentation and answering questions, in addition to all the other hijinks that might happen. We'll make it fun. It'll that, be fun. That's all there is Absolutely. to it. Hey, who's our first patron? Um, the lovely Megan. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> if you're not a patron, you don't get a hat. Just FYI. Oh, so those she are gets, the ground rules. Well, I know she's got a tiny head. So, did you order the small hat for her? No, they're they're fitted. <laughs> fitted. She's a patron, so that I can get a hat. Oh, okay. How's that? There we go. There we go. That makes sense. <laughs> all right, uh, PJ, tell us about Queen. All right, guys, I want it all Queen. Um, Queen, British rock band formed in London in 1970. Um, their classic lineup was Freddie Mercury, who did the lead vocals and the piano, um, Brian May, guitars and vocals, Roger Taylor, drums and vocals, and John Deacon. John Deacon on the bass. So um, estimates of Queen's record sales range from 170 million to 300 million records, making them one of the world's most best-selling music artists. And in 2018, they were presented with the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Great, great band. Wish I would have seen them. Awesome movie, too. Awesome movie. Yep, yep. That um, Freddie Mercury didn't have AIDS and all that. Can you imagine if those guys were still around now? It'd be like the Beatles with Lennon if he wasn't shot. 100%. I remember watching the Live Aid. Uh, show, I, like watching it live when it happened, you really? know. But yeah, Jake uh, wasn't unbelievable. Born yet. I actually went <laughs> yeah. back and watched the like maybe no more than yeah. a week ago. I went back and watched the full thing with his um. What was that called when he would do those vocals with the audience? Like hey oh yeah yeah, yeah he's going back and forth. It was <laughs> unbelievable. Was cool. Yeah, it gives me the chills every time I watch it. All right, so again, if you listen to the last episode, which is our first of the new year, another thing we changed up is every episode we're gonna highlight one of our uh, friends of the program. This evening's happens to be Advanced Geodetic Survey Inc. Shoots, uh, AGSGPS.com. 
if I'm not mistaken. Advanced Geodetic Surveys is a Texas S-Corp specializing in mapping and land surveying equipment that has been proudly doing business since 1991. They provide the best solutions and services for your needs. Uh, since 91, AGS has consistently provided expertise in the surveying and mapping industry. They offer a comprehensive list of competitive surveying and mapping products and services. The staff at AGS has combined experience of over 135 years. That's like big, sh or not big shoots, Delphi Delph's life, you know, <laughs> 135 years. I hope I live that <laughs> With that in mind, you can be sure that they are able to solve any problems and obstacles you may encounter in the field. Their number one priority is customer satisfaction, and that is important in this world. They're committed to supporting you in whatever way needed. Uh, whether in the field or the office, they look after their clients to strive and provide to has a hassle-free experience for all of your GPS, mapping, or surveying needs. They guarantee reliable equipment and offer short and long-term rental options to fit your needs. Their clients are located all over the world, and they look forward to helping you out with your next project. As always in our reads, you go to agsgps.com slash shop and use the promo code GO15. You'll save 15% off all regular priced field supplies. At AGS, the, it's service after the sale that counts. Nicely done. Nicely done. So we're going to have to find out if our guest tonight... We'll see if AGS is selling <laughs> the bad elf stuff. You there know, you if go. not, we're gonna have to make a connection there. I like that last line too. At AGS, it's the service after the sale that counts. Exactly. That, yep. that that's how I live my life. After the sale. Well, you oh, have to. You're a big after the sale guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, and this is I'm not gonna like go through this every single episode, but since it's new, um, as I mentioned in the last episode, every episode we're gonna have a pod word right? Like a secret word, let's say. And at the end of each month, whoever emails us the four or however many episodes from that month, the four pod words is going to be in a drawing for uh, a prize. This week it happens to be, or this month it happens to be a $100 Amazon card. So long story short, the weekly pod word is SHRP. I like that word. Yeah. And, <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah. AGS happens to rent Sherps, so I figured I would select that word. Plus, I'm going to drive one of those suckers one of these days. So, pod word for this week is Sherp. Um, back at Cobb Fenley Susu Studio, kind of lonely in here tonight after having a couple in-studio guests the last last few shows. But that's okay. More beer for us. Thanks to Cobb Fenley for letting us do our thing here in this exquisite garage that we're currently calling home. Love being here, and the folks at Cobb Family have been really good to us, which we appreciate. Let's catch up the boys just a little bit. Jake, how's, what you got, man? How's it going, guys? Uh, had a great weekend. Um, we talked about it a little bit before the show, but I did go up to uh, Dee Dee's Neck of the Woods up there, Pine, Arizona. Got up north with a couple buddies. We had rented a cabin. Um, speaking of Sherp, that would have been awesome to have one up there. We did have a Polaris that we were ripping around a little bit. Um, and off-roading in, but it would have been pretty cool to have a shirt. But got to try this uh, OCI pizza that, that you've been raving about. Uh, good <laughs> stuff, and I want to get it back up again there soon, so it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think you have a key to the tiny piney. I do. I brought it just in case of emergency. I was going to drop I, by, I but I haven't seen it. I don't it. have that key yet. So. Oh, it takes a lot to get one. I, apparently It's so. not even mine. I was borrowing it. Hudson will get one before I do. You're probably right. <laughs> I trust him more. Well, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> Well, if I sounded a little distracted during the AGS read, uh, I did get a text from the lovely Carrie yeah. that Hudson decided to interrupt his baseball lesson to discuss P-51 
Pete Alonzo's stats with his coach. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. So he, that's I, what you I, want, right? I'm so proud. That's I, awesome. A little tear just kind of came out. So That's awesome. <laughs> Other than that, uh, yeah, no, that that's all I need to share today. I don't have – my life is boring. I don't go up to Pine. I don't do anything No fun. Sherps? You don't ride around on Sherps? No, not yet. I, I got to use the code GO15 and see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, Are you doing the safety share or am I doing it? You are. All right, it's cool. Up to you. All right, well, let, let, let me do my little deal here then. Um, I did, I didn't, we, did, we didn't really do Around the Horn last episode, so I picked up a couple guilty pleasures over the holiday break. Um, since I was off for like a week or a little bit more, a couple things I found on Hulu, Dark Side of the Ring. I was never like a big wrestling guy, but I somehow landed on this, and it's a freaking awesome show. I mean, there's so much drama and like the... Oh God, the soap opera behind it's kayfabe. You know, yeah, yes, exactly. I had no <laughs> I idea what a, that meant. I am a wrestling fan. Yes, I loved that stuff when I was a kid. What yeah. was that term? Kayfabe. What does that mean? It's, like the it's the fake of it. All. Oh, it's yep. basically what it. Yep. I don't even know how to describe that. It's like the, the fantasy, the story of it. Of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. like the, the lore of it. Yes, okay, the pretend. Yeah. It's really, really good, and it kind of stretches across like from the very beginning of wrestling up until like I guess current day. There's some great stories there. Highly recommend it. And then what else did I? Oh, the lovely Megan got me a couple Bill O'Reilly books for Christmas. Not a big reader, but I'm going to get into it again. Killing Crazy Horse is one, and Killing Lincoln is the other. And I cannot wait to jump into the Killing Lincoln one first. And I'm going to start that this weekend while relaxing at the Tiny Piney. While I, real quick interruption, yeah. I'm getting into the uh, Cameron Hughes book finally. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm Good. like 16 chapters deep. Finally, he's like successful, and it's not just all mm. sad. So, yeah. Uh, this the is where the cheering starts. Yeah, the first like 80 pages. Uh, they're hard to get through because you're like sad, but yeah. no, it's now like, it's not. you have to have some sadness to build a good story at the end, though. Exactly, you got to have the protagonist, antagonist, all that good stuff. Yeah. And uh, but I'm into the melon head, and oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember and, him talking about that. And as much as he said, you know, he built his career out of nowhere, he's connected with some people, is that right? Apparently, really, like he went to like school, the mafia, he went to school with like Justin <laughs> Trudeau. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Wow. And then like he was like, oh, this guy I went to school with worked for the Blue Jays, and this yeah. guy worked for the, the Senators. and yeah. So it was, you know, kismet. Yeah, nice. Good for him. He's a good guy. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Friend I'm of the show. Still reading it. I will uh, keep filling in as <laughs> I go. Please do. <laughs> chapter by chapter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, safety apparel, safety share. Um, I mean, really, you're going to kick yourself in the head if – you don't buy a vest from Safety Apparel Safety Share. Simply the best vest on the planet. So my safety share for this week um, kind of cropped up today. And uh, to be honest with you, they ruined my day and set my anxiety into like overdrive. Um, I got pictures sent to me of a surveyor literally surveying by himself. He had a vest on, but surveying by himself in the center like the literally the center line of Cave Creek Road. If anybody knows, it's mm -hmm. a very busy, Major. very busy road. He's literally out there by himself, popping and dipping like um, water valves. And traffic you can, in these pictures, you can see traffic's like weaving all the way around him. But the guy is literally in the center line of this he's busy street. He's standing on the, the dotted line, and yeah. there, yeah, I yeah, am like, see the cars going. The I couldn't believe it. I could not believe what I was seeing. I like, couldn't either. I. <laughs> I'm speechless. Look at me. I don't even know what to say. But I mean, come on. I mean, we have to be better than that. You know, we have to 
I guess, like keep ourselves accountable for safety, unfortunately, you know, I mean, companies that aren't taking, aren't holding safety paramount, they're missing the boat. And it's going to take like this company. I have no idea who it was, but God forbid if some, if that guy got hit and died, God forbid, God forbid, like I said, I've been through that with a party chief. I don't wish that on anybody. That company would be done. Yeah. They would be done. No oh, yeah. signs, no truck with strobe, no traffic control whatsoever. Just him by himself out in the middle of a very busy street. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe Not it. Not even at an intersection. And even being someone who would didn't know what's going on, can you imagine going down the street and just kind of seeing that person? I mean, think about how many people are on their phones and stuff these days. Like, mm. And you wouldn't know until the last second. There'd exactly. be no warning. Yeah. Well, I got to throw this in there real quick. Yeah. I went surveying last week. I told you about this. Yeah. And it was in the middle of like, no, I don't want to say nowhere. It was in the city of Phoenix, essentially, but yeah. like it was a, a nowhere place. I didn't have a vest, so the guy I went with was like, "Nope, stay in the truck." No PPE. So I'll give him credit. He, yeah, he was safer than these guys were. Apparently. Oh my god! Yeah, this is like as bad as it gets. So anyway, that's my rant. All right, let's get on with this. Our uh, our guest tonight, one of them is no stranger, Dr. Nick Smolowski from Bad Elf, and the other is uh, Phil Ponce, and Phil's company is EMS. These guys are going to talk a lot about Bad Elf tonight, which I'm really excited about to get caught up on the latest news with these guys. Um, so let, let's jump into this. So, Nick, you've introduced yourself on the show a couple times, but why don't you just real quickly tell everybody who you are and what you do and something most people would never guess about you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for having me again tonight. So apparently I wasn't that bad last time you invited me back, or I don't know, (laughs) the bribes work. So thank you for having me back. Um, You're right. So uh, you probably are familiar with me if you've been listening to the show. Uh, I um, get to do the Geoholics, uh, the the Tech Minutes. Um, I am the GIS Solutions Director at Bad Elf, a GNSS manufacturing company uh, here in the United States. I am also a uh, faculty instructor at Arizona State University, uh, teaching GIS, surveying, design, landscape architecture, uh, things of that nature. So a little bit of a hybrid or what I like to call a um, bivocational person. Uh, so I can put on my bad elf, you know, private side hat, but also my academic hat. So yeah, that's kind of me. And that, um, let's see, something that no one would know. Gosh, I don't know. Um, how about um, how about the fact that uh, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing at right now. So you know, <laughs> come back to me in a second. I'll figure out something crazy that will make everybody's heads explode. I'm gonna throw uh, something out there. You did not self send Phil a bad elf hat. <laughs> who yeah, would, so no who would, would believe that? that but, who uh, would believe this that? This guy Phil we're chatting with here today. He's a little <laughs> tee off me uh, because I didn't get him a bad elf hat. So yeah. we're gonna work through that very quickly. Um, <laughs> but, All right. Yeah, maybe, maybe the thing you didn't know, you could see if you haven't seen me in a long time. This is my new COVID hair. Do you guys like this glorious? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, I think you need to just cut it and leave it in the back. Like, let's get full on mullet. Nick. At least make a mullet out of it. Exactly. I think it'd look pretty oh, good man. with a bad elf hat, though. Yeah. All that lettuce hanging out the back. Absolutely. Like I just a had a brilliant player. idea. What if we had a bad elf hat that was a mullet, so you could like? Oh my have god. With elf ears. Yes. All right. I'm I'm in. Send it. Send it over. I like it. I like it. As long as I get it before Phil. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Phil, tell us a little about yourself. Just give us your name, you know, current uh, job or role, company you work for, and something most people would never guess about you. 
So uh, first of all, thanks a lot, guys, for having us. Uh, it's always uh, always fun to, to get out and, and meet new people. I have to be honest, I never heard of the geoholics until uh, Nick dropped the dropped the uh, dropped this on me yesterday that I'm going to help uh, be part of your, your wonderful podcast. But I think it's totally cool. Um, uh, again, Phil Ponce, I'm the Vice President of Engineering Mapping Solutions, EMS for short. Always gets confused with all the other EMSs out there, but uh, our company is uh, it's been around since 1995. Uh, back then, we started as a CAD-based GIS firm. So we were doing GIS and AutoCAD, basically. Uh, and GIS you know, to most surveyors was get it surveyed, right? But we fought really hard to, to kind of, you know, make it a, a real engineering tool. And here we are, uh, what, 25 years later, an overnight success, right? Um, so I'm the vice president and, and somewhat of a co-founder. He was, Marty, uh, Marty Schaefer's my business partner. Some people know that name. So somebody, something that you guys may not know is uh, I've, uh, talking before the show. Yeah, I, I grew up here in Arizona in Phoenix area and uh, moved here in 76. So I had the pleasure of cruising Metro Center. Oh, well. Anybody even know Metro Center? It's it's <laughs> now getting ready to be mowed down. Yeah. So, so yeah. Phil, it's so funny you say that. So during the holidays, uh, the wife and I, we were watching that movie with Will Ferrell called... Um, uh, elf, right? So bad elf, coincidentally. But in the movie Elf, when they go and they hijack the mall, it's Phoenix. It's that mall. It's it's Metro Center. Is it really? Oh wow! It really is. I did not know that. I didn't know that. I either. love that movie. <laughs> no, it, and it's awesome because Metro Center. It was was the thing to do on Friday nights, Saturday nights, cruise around Metro Center, and then uh, yeah, I mean, it it was at the time the biggest mall in the country. Wow. And, you know, it, it, it's just kind of indicative of how things change, right? And uh, yeah, and, and here we are talking tonight about uh, GIS or GPS technology and how it's changed, right? Yeah. How's that for a segue, boy? Yeah, I like it very, very good. I do. Have <laughs> it's to ask, like you've done this before. This, yeah. this guy's replacing me. I'm out. <laughs> I, so, Phil, let me ask you this. Um, just because I remember, like, in my youth in Chicago, like, cruising the mall, and you got, like, your cool car and stuff like that. What was your cool car? You ready? Yep. 68 MG Midget. <laughs> nice. I love it. That's awesome. Dude. That's great. It was awesome. That is yeah. great. You know, some of the some of the girls I dated, their parents wouldn't let me take them out in there. They thought it was a death trap. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, it was. Oh, man. Always <laughs> hurdles. Always hurdles. What yeah, what I, was your cruising car? Uh, it was my first car, seventy four Charger. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So you've been cool since day one. Huh? Well, I was just like I, my I told the story. My dad paid like four hundred bucks for it. We bundled the shit out of it. Put a ninety nine dollar Earl Shibe paint job at it um i i i've worked to save up enough money i bought kreger wheels and nice tires and it looked good it ran like mm. shit but it looked really really cool so <laughs> that's the, what's important yeah <laughs> mine, <laughs> mine was uh didn't pretty look much good and did not run well <laughs> what was jake's oh it was an infinity it was awesome <laughs> man my favorite car i can't wait to buy another one yeah. of these one of these days it's yeah. pretty much my what about uh, you ryan what'd you have yeah. uh mine was an 81 oldsmobile delta 88 Hey, hey, you know Dude, what? One and, thing and about that, was, it's it, got a big back seat. 
It, it wasn't used. I'll tell what? you that much. <laughs> it was. Uh, That's a death trap. <laughs> it was a it, no. The the hood of, was as big as this table we're sitting at, and it was technically they had a diesel version, a V8 version, and the V6 version. I had the V6, of course. See that monster car with a V6. Yes. Yeah. So it was it was the smoothest ride I've ever had, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that explains so much. That's why you only have Lincolns now. Yeah, no, I like smooth. I'm an Jeez. old I'm an old soul. But I remember this from that car. It said Clyde and Sally Wood. It had like the little like nameplate. On in the car? Yeah, they bought it. Like it was on the dash. Oh my god. And my buddy was like banging on the back seat and then all this dust came out and he was like, Oh, that's just Clyde and Sally Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. All right. All right. We I got a little, a little sidetracked. Move I on apologize. Here. All right. All right. So, Phil, I think we're going to come back to you here in just a minute. Let's catch up with Nick a little bit in Bad Elf. Um, let's close the book on 2020. How did it end up for you guys? Yeah, I know I know the world was a little tumultuous, but um, all jokes aside, it was an absolutely great year, 2020. Um, of course, we, we had some issues due to COVID. And I, I think we might have talked about it in the last podcast I was a part of. Uh, global supply chain issues, some of the things that mm. are out of our control. But uh, quite frankly, uh, Bad Elf was able to weather the storm really, really well. We we already have a disconnected or disparate sort of system where we have people all across the country. We, we do a lot of remote work already. So we were well positioned. Uh, in terms of um, the company, the Bad Elf Flex, again, doing really well. Um, our new device uh, debuted at the beginning of last year. So we're just over 12 months of it being on the actually out uh, for purchase. And, you know, the adoption has been really great. And uh, quite frankly, one of the reasons I, I invited Phil tonight is he was and his company was one of the first uh, companies to purchase a flex. And so cool. he's been an early adopter and since then has uh, been a part of uh, our, our success. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight and how he's been able to disseminate this to other companies and come up with some really cool, innovative solutions. But I, I you know, one of the things that I, I love the most about my job at Bad Elf and what I was able to see from 2020, even in the midst of such turmoil, um, I get all these emails with people taking pictures of them using Bad Elf devices around the world. I, I mean, like today, I was literally looking at a, a picture um, of the Bad Elf in Hawaii, right? I've seen pictures of Bad Elf in multiple states and environments around the world. It's, it's really neat seeing, you know, as we're all kind of like staying away from each other, uh, kind of socially distancing, seeing surveyors and GIS people all across the world, like being successful with this technology. So it, it, I know it was tumultuous, but honestly, Bad Elf, we've, we've, we've enjoyed it. We've relished in it. We, we've really tried uh, to be dynamic and nimble and, and really kind of buy into the Zoom world, the webinar world, uh, virtual conferences. And uh, so, yeah, it, 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 was, it, it had its roller coasters, but we made it through. Uh, my glorious long hair has a little bit more grays in it, but, you know, um, not so bad. <laughs> I think I'm jealous of the hair. He keeps mentioning it, and I'm uh, like, yeah. man, why did I go get all these haircuts? <laughs> <laughs> haircuts are overrated, I right? Know. Um, so let's. So over the course of the year, of course, with the pandemic, I'm sure it allowed you guys some time, or maybe a lot of time, uh, to do like research and development. Is there anything new coming down the pipe that you can share with us? Yeah, I mean, so we obviously always continue to update our hardware and software, different apps and things. But uh, with that new development of the Bad Elf Flex, we've been really pouring in a bunch of R&D, 
if you have a bad elf flex out there and you're a listener, you would know that, you know, every few weeks we've got new updates to firmware and the app. Uh, we've uh, not only fixed a few bugs here and there, as all new systems have, but really just made the system more robust. Uh, sneak peek coming coming soon here in the next few quarters, certainly this year. Throw it out there that uh, getting the, the Flex set up to be a Basin Rover. Uh, so we've been talking a lot to our clients and customers, and they're still in need for that traditional base Rover set up in areas where you don't have you know RTK networks like ADOT. Um, Built-in one-click RT, uh, RTK access. I don't want to tell, say too much, but uh, let's just say we're following that Navy adage, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Mm. Just imagine here pretty soon you're only going to have to click one or two buttons and we'll get you RTK accuracy, you know, one centimeter accuracy, and you don't need to do anything other than click buttons. Uh, we've been doing a lot of research and development with range finders, LTI, like a distos, mm. uh, also LiDAR systems, Um uh, most specifically recently doing uh, some integration coming coming soon with the new iPad 12 uh, with the new LiDAR sensor. Uh, last but not least, we've been working with a lot of vendors, uh, integrating in with apps like uh, Pointman, uh, VGIS, if you're in the augmented reality world, or custom solutions like we're going to talk about with Phil. So honestly, tons of R&D out there, and we are always listening to our customers and, and seeing what people need. Uh, but I think, again, the, the system's getting more and more robust and pretty excited to see where it's going. So let's circle back on the Flex, because I'm sure there's people listening right now that this may be the first time they've heard about it. Yeah. Go into that a little bit more. And one of the things I'm curious about, when the Flex out of the box, what kind of accuracy does it get? Yeah. So I'm going to put on my teaching hat real quick, and I'm going to help everybody out here. Uh, so when you're talking accuracy, we always want to define accuracy in two different ways. There's absolute accuracy and relative accuracy. So absolute accuracy is how good is your point you collected um, in your system compared to the real world. Uh, and then the second way, precision, our relative accuracy is how close, if you had two points within a single data set, how uh, relatively accurate are they? So the Bad Elf Flex out of the gate, off the shelf, um, it's going to be... 30 to 60 centimeters. So it's a GIS grade for 2,999 bucks. You're gonna get one to two feet all day, every day, most places of the world. Um, very simple to use, turn it on, Bluetooth pair it with your device and you're off to the races. <laughs> At that point, if you need more accuracy and quite honestly, we say accuracy is addictive. Um, you start getting you know, that type of accuracy and why would you ever want to, or, or once you get into the realm of better accuracies, you, you know, why would you ever want less? And so users can, they have two options. They can uh, use a token uh, for 25 bucks a day that will enable their extreme accuracy. And then they can use either L-band satellite corrections, which is gonna give you between four and 12 centimeters, most places in the world, horizontally speaking of absolute accuracy, or you can then connect to an RTK network and you're talking you know, one centimeter, give or take. Mm. Last but not least, if you want that accuracy all day, every day, and you don't wanna deal with tokens, you just wanna be off to the races, you're a professional surveyor, you're pounding the pavement every day, hopefully not in the middle of roads with no, uh, you know, traffic control devices. That just makes <laughs> my stomach hurdle as a old uh, manager of several crew chiefs and several yep. field surveyors. It just epically bothers me. Um, hey, Nick, let me ask you something, or maybe for Ken. Did that surveyor have a bad elf on? No. <laughs> No, absolutely not. No way <laughs> ever. Positive. Uh, I just want to make sure because one of my clients is the the town of Cave Creek. Yeah, and I they have a bad elf and they're out there almost every day with it, 
And that just sounds like something they do. I hope they're not listening. No, it, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. I mean, this, if this this person may have had a dunce hat on, but he didn't have a bad elf hat on, nor a bad elf receiver, that's for sure. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. yeah. So, Nick, Nick, you mentioned, uh, you just mentioned pairing it with your your device. When you say device, what does that device need to be or what can it be? Yeah, so there's been a paradigm shift when we talk about GPS or GNSS data collection. Back in the day, you were basically forced into the ecosystem of said provider, right? So you'd pick up that unit, whatever color it was, and you would need to buy the actual GPS antenna, and then you'd have to buy the data collector. And then on the data collector, you would have to literally purchase their software. Well, the paradigm shift is it's called BYOD, not BYOB, bring your own beer. I know that's what y'all are thinking, but bring your own device. And what that means is it's the revolution of using smart devices like phones and tablets to Bluetooth pair with the, with the system. It's, you know, every, like 98% of the world these days has a smart device in their pocket. So why have the customer have to go buy another data collecting device when their phone, their own device can be utilized? Hmm. And now you simply just download your app of choice, uh, whether you want it to be GIS or survey centric, uh, remote sensing centric. So we give you the flexibility to decide. Uh, so yeah, when I say device, I, I literally mean um, like a smart device, like your phone, tablet, iOS, Android, Windows. Gotcha. And now I know there's a, there's also like a Bad Elf app, right? Yeah, so we... Um, for the Flex unit specifically, we had the Bad Elf Flex app. You can search for it today on the Android and iOS stores. Uh, that is a utility app that has some ability to do data collection for sure. If you want to go raw log or you collect some points, uh, some track logs, things like that. But really, that software is a utility to maintain and, and have high fidelity or high confidence in the fidelity of the data you are collecting. So you can set all all of the metadata things, all of your standards and your settings through our app, which is also redundant on the Flex itself. So the Flex has a screen with buttons on it, and you can do most of those things from the Flex, or you can do it from the app if you want a little bit more real estate. Uh, So yeah, our app is more uh, utilized by our customers to set the Flex up. Literally, you know, it's got the NTRIP client for RTK built into it. For an example, you can set it all up, click go, it's very easy, and then you minimize it, uh, open up the app of choice. Uh, quite frankly, depending on your app, if you are using, say, microsurveys, Field Genius, um, they have everything built into their app, and you know, you wouldn't even need to open ours. So, gotcha. yeah, it's a utility app for sure. Very cool. Um, what was I going to ask you? Uh, what about uh, like static data? Does it collect static data that can be sent off to like Opus for processing? Totally. Yep. So um, raw logging is available in both the standard and extreme mode. Uh, the one thing to you, know, you just throw out there, just remember um, uh, to post-process on Opus, you need to have dual band L1, L2. So that's going to be the extreme mode. But yeah, so there's actually a user interface. So imagine you are a drone pilot and you need to go collect a couple ground control to uh, set up your site, right? Uh, but you're not really a GIS or surveyor person. We've made it so simple. You can follow some commands on the screen, set your uh, your flex up for a rapid static shot or a static shot 15 minutes to two hours or more, um, and and then uh, export that data as a project file off. It has your Rhinex uh, observation files attached to it, and then you can uh, process with either like the Canadian system, RTK library, Opus, you name it. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, and quite frankly, like a lot of people still do that. You know, if you need to go, 
hit a couple control points and have millimeter accuracy, it's a great way to do it. For sure. And last thing about the flex, um, I attended you know one of your uh, uh, demos, I guess, here a few weeks back, and you were, you were showing like the user's manual. It's actually like a comic book. And then just to go back to uh, you know keep it simple, stupid. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean we're bad elf. We. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times we get calls from like the accounting department at a municipality going, so what is bad elf? You know, <laughs> so um, we're already different in all aspects and we want to be disruptively different. And a part of that is this, you know, how we manage the flex and how we develop um, these types of uh, products. We, we, we just don't want to follow that normal, normal route. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, being kind of part of that, um, yeah, I I don't even know what was the question. It's been a long day here. I'm no, no, no. Mad. About the uh, like the user's manual or the quick start oh, yeah, guide the is like a, yeah, like yeah. a cartoon. So it's cool awesome. Bad elf. This guy's yeah. a doctor. I, I got awesome. the lens cap on. I've been doing too much. Uh, so yeah, the comic book. So we got this cool elf. It's different. Like it's got a weird name. Uh, we talked about where that came from last time, but we wanted to have some fun. You know, like have you ever picked up a XYHT magazine or a POB or a GPS world and every freaking article or mm. every advertisement is exactly the same? It has some weird technology look in the background with some, you know, surveyor looking off into the distance like they're thinking about a Mona Lisa or something, you know, like it's just it's so standard and boring. And yeah. so we wanted to create a comic where it, if you can read a comic from left to right, you're good to go. I mean, that's it. Like We've made it that simple. Uh, luckily guys like Phil have helped us get to that point throughout the last number of months, but yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Let's loop Phil into this. You've told us how awesome the flex is. Let's hear from somebody who's actually used it. Phil, tell us about your experience with the flex and what you guys are doing with it. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, the, the, the thing that if I could back up just for a second, sure. because how I got introduced to the flex, uh, what was it, Nick, 2019 when you were doing the show at ESRI in San Diego? Yep. And I, Nick didn't even tell me he switched over to, to mm. that, right? So I'm walking down the thing, and I, I come across this booth with about three rows deep of people clamoring around some rock star, and here's Nick showing the freaking flex, right? Forgetting and, what he's trying to say, you know? <laughs> and I'm thinking, first of all, dude, you never told me you, you switched over to Bad Elf, and, and second of all, what the hell you got going here? I'm telling you, Kent, the excitement was electric on what, what he was doing with this tool. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I used to own a mapping company, so we did photogrammetry and required ground control, and the whole mystery of surveying and GPS was just, you know, above my pay grade at the time, and I always kind of had that idea. And I pull Nick aside and I go, dude, it, it, this looks like it's too good to be true, yeah. right? Because the, the paradigm shift of, are you telling me I could take my freaking cell phone and, and collect stuff? So what the beauty of what we have tonight is giving you, you know, a perspective. And, and you would expect Nick as a salesman for that elf to say everything that he did, right? Oh, this thing rocks. This is cool. But I'm here to tell you. When he said something about, oh, we're going to make RTK one touch, dude, it is almost already one touch. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and so here I am using the, the, the flex with a cell phone, getting sub-centimeter accuracy, and I, I'm, I'm stoked. I, I can't tell you 
as a GIS geek all these years and, and a civil engineer who went to NAU, by the way. Go Lumberjacks. Lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, something else that you may not know about. I went to Apollo High School. Go Hawks. Oh. So, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm practically born and raised here. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, sorry to go off on that. But sorry. Nick, get, I, I took Nick aside. I go, dude, we're buddies. You got to hook me up. And so what did he do? We became, uh, what do you call it? Developers. Sure. Uh, first first person to take the arrow. Oh, yeah. uh, early adopter. There you go. Early adopter. So Nick hooks me up with a, 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 a unit and we just go to town, right, Nick? I mean, I'm, I'm, he, he got so sick of hearing from me about, hey, uh, how do you do this? And, and, you know, we're Skyping and doing everything. And lo and behold, everything got going. And, and keep in mind, the Flex was early. On, this was early in the Flex development cycle. So they were willing to, to at least hear from people using the technology. But it was every bit of what he just got done telling you. So then naturally, the first thing I did is started turning, turning it on to my clients. And uh, Nick called me the, the gift that keeps giving. I don't get any commissions or anything. In fact, Nick- I tried not, to not get even you a, commissions, but you didn't even want them. Not, not even, even a hat. Yeah. <laughs> now, and Nick can tell you this. He was willing to give me a percentage off. And, and rather than me keep that, I passed it on to my clients because nice. I want to maintain, you know, uh, what's it called? Fairness, autonomy. I don't want to be labeled as, oh, that's Phil, uh, Nick's girl. He's, Salesman, he's, yeah. he's got the integrity. <laughs> we'll go with that. Oh, that's and, awesome. <laughs> so that's, that's what awesome. I did. Okay, so here we are, what, nine months later, Nick, into this. Um, I'm using, uh, you know, real-time corrections. I'm using terms that I never even knew were possible. <laughs> and, you know, you talked about... Um, you know, Opus and, and corrections. I was, I'm messing around right now with a tool called open source, a tool called RTK Live, which is a post-processing software. I ran it today with some observations off of the Bad Elf and with stellar results. You don't have to because it, 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 it connects so nicely with uh, the AZ Coors network that we get here for, yeah. for free. Um, dude, I'm telling you that this is, it's been a game changer for me and my clients. And you, you, if you have clients that aren't survey savvy and they're out there collecting points every day, pushing them up to the web via ESR mm. collector, and we're all collaborating. I was doing it today with the town of Cave Creek. Mm. And, and, I, and I hate to get so excited about technology. You should be doing this about, you know, the suns, right? But, <laughs> They are. They're doing great. It's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> we got CP3, or as my wife calls them, bubble butt. But. <laughs> so, Phil, I've seen some pictures of, it looks like a setup where the, the, the flex is on a pole mounted to a bike. Talk so, about what is, what is, what's going on there. So that, that was the next generation. I, I, I gave it to uh, the town of Cave Creek. And they were collecting on the order of five or 10 points a day. But Cave Creek, as you could imagine, has a 50-year-old utility system that is patchwork together. And you know what, what my company does for clients is go in and build GIS systems. 
And we can do it from a variety of ways. But what we decided to do was, was pitch an idea of what we call bike rack. And bike as in capital R-A-C, as in rapid asset collection. <laughs> so what better way than to do it on an electric bike? So uh, yep. one of my guys at the office fabricated, he's a pretty good welder, fabricated a mount. We put that, that pole and that bad elf, and we actually slap a, a GoPro on top while we're doing this. <laughs> and Ken, I'm telling you, man, we were collecting up to 80 to 100 points an wow. hour. That's awesome. That's awesome. I can yeah. remember, yeah, I remember when Nick first told me about this. I'm like, holy crap, this is a potential game changer. And a word that he taught us was a democratization. Nailed right? it. Democratization of GPS. <laughs> I had to practice that. This is a great example of that. Would you say, Nick? Absolutely. I mean, gosh, I, to have something so effective and be sustainable, um, everybody, you know, most people can ride a bike, you know, these e-bikes help you pedal. So you're traveling fast, you know, you, uh, you, you can, you know, connect it with your phone or tablet, like we discussed earlier. Um, it's very, very simple. Most people can utilize it. You don't need to be an RLS to, to understand the tech. What's neat is Phil was able to take the flex, take it a step further, attach it to a mobile platform. And if you can imagine, you roll that front tire up on top of a utility, you know, mm-hmm. sewer manhole. Yep. You've got your tablet mounted on it. You've got a 360 degree camera just scanning everything. And we'll talk about some cool stuff coming down the pipeline with that camera, uh, some pixel hunting stuff. But imagine that you are using your Esri, you know, collector app or field maps app, and you're putting in all your assets and your different attributes into the tablet and it's collecting the data it's collecting imagery and you're off to the races going to the next place and you know honestly you're getting a little bit of exercise uh and you know it's very eco-friendly you're working off the hamburger from the night before um so yeah it's 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 pretty neat so phil what app are you using to collect the data so uh what what we were doing was just simply using esri collector and uh the the beauty of that Ken, is that the moment I hit the send button, and, and the reason why I say I, because I was actually the one that did it. The, the intent, right, Nick knows this, the intent was to get it all staged. And as a company owner, I do this, everybody does it. Hey, make one of the guys do it. Make, make one of the guys. I was having way too much fun. Right? <laughs> so he ends up doing the whole project. Yeah. It doesn't come yeah. into the office. Like, I'm so productive. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> So uh, the the short answer is I just used a cell phone through collector and and, uh, every moment I hit the send button, it was going up to the web and Mm. people in the office could actually just see the points dropping. So you're just like real time updating the GIS, right? Totally. That's awesome. Nuts. And what was the accuracy? You were, well, you know, accuracy is kind of a, a, a... I don't know, a gray word or whatever, but I mean, were you plus or minus a couple of feet, plus or minus what? Centimeters, dude. And that's out of the box. That's not using the tokens for any corrections or anything like that? We're using the corrections that... Uh, that oh, you're using the, uh, like, the yeah, free. that's right. That's right. The free network. The, re- the, the real-time correction. Yeah. Now, yeah. When I mentioned earlier, one button RTK, yeah. that's 
at this time, you still would need to go sign up for an RTK network, whether oh. it's state-run network from sure. ADOT that happens to be free, or you want to pay Hexagon SmartNet, you know, for yeah. a, a national-sized RTK network. Um, you can sign up for, you know, other free ones from national organizations too. But when I say a one-click, imagine that we deal with the whole subscription to the RTK too. So you just open the flex and you hit the button. You never have to contact, say, like ADOT here in Arizona yeah. to get the subscription. It's yep. just all taken care of for you. But yes, Phil was using uh, his flex in the RTK mode. Sure. Um, it was basically as accurate as uh, Phil could get or his technician could get when he would roll up over the asset. Gotcha. Now, gotcha. keeping in mind this, you know, you're only going to be, you know, you when you get to this level of accuracy, you got to slap a, a pole or some type of fixed height. And so he had that measurement for mm -hmm. the vertical. And obviously, if you have to roll up on it on a bike, right, like if it's out of the right of way or, you know, somewhere you he couldn't get to, uh, that wouldn't necessarily you know have worked so well for him. So just taking it a step further, Phil and his development team uh, used that GoPro technology. And so as he's riding down the street, the GoPro is collecting data and he wrote a custom app in the office that he can open up and use the imagery from the GoPro, go pixel hunting, click the pixel. So basically, as he's riding down the road, collecting his assets, he's mapping 360 degrees off of the right of way. So later down the road, you can go into the data set like a LIDAR sort of thing and sure. pull out extra assets. So Phil's even taken it a whole nother level wow. uh, math that I can't quite understand. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and this is the neat thing where the flex is just so integratable you said the democratization, right? Like we didn't lock this down. We want it to be used by everybody. You can go onto GitHub today, go yeah. find the battle of SDK and you're off to the races. Like, yeah, you guys want people to be creative with it to see what they can yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's so exciting. It's like the sky's the limit. Just whatever your imagination can dream up to do with it. He says yeah, democratization it, so much better than you do. Because I got to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just jumped in my head. He just said it uh, seamlessly. So, Whereas, Nick, I'm curious, would Bad Elf ever consider um, developing their own data collector? Or do you just not see any value in that? You'd much rather give nah. the user... When you say data collector, you mean like the phone or tablet? Yeah, but just like one that's like developed or manufactured by Bad Elf. So it's like a seamless type thing. Not that it's not seamless, but... Do you, would you guys ever do that or no? Not that I'm that decision maker, but yeah. I don't think so. I mean, gotcha. that's the whole, again, that paradigm shift to bringing your own device. Now, what I will say is uh, we've been working with certain um, providers for um, heavier duty tablets and phones. So like you may not want to take out your iPhone 11. Mm. Uh, you may want an Android or a tough book that's been developed, you know, yeah, one of the things we notice is the flex can deal with extreme cold and heat. I, I was out collecting all day in 120 degree weather. We've got these systems all throughout Canada and Alaska as we speak. So very, very cold. But what happens if you don't have a ruggedized phone or tablet, your phone or tablet will crap out on you. Quite funny uh, story. A couple of years back, I remember I would send out iPads uh, with the smaller Bad Elf device when I worked for the utility company. And... Uh, you know, I would have complaints about, you know, the things, you know, shutting down and overheating. And I come to find out one of my technicians had taken a USB fan and plugged it into the tablet and they were fanning themselves. So nice. they were actually overheating and draining the battery because they were fanning themselves. Could you imagine driving, you know, by that in the street? But yeah. um yeah, so I don't think we would develop that, but we certainly, you know, if it's an Android, Windows or iOS operating system, we'll work with all of them. So 
leave that to the end develop those things. And let, let, yeah. let's, let's face it. I mean, just kind of like what Phil has done with the GoPro and it's not going to be long and maybe it already exists. I mean, the GoPro is going to have a LiDAR sensor in it and we're just going to literally live in a 3D world and all this data that is being collected is going to provide like the most unbelievable deliverable. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, autonomous vehicles, you know, augmented reality, these are big technologies that are pushing these, this type of movement. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, I, uh, I rode in the Google Waymo car a lot last year, so I signed up and got the account. So instead of using Uber, my wife and I will take the Waymo. And when you're sitting in the driverless car, it's interesting because on the back, well, you know, I'm not really supposed to say too much, but let's just say this, you have to sign in, you know, a waiver. Yeah. But in the system, you see a 3D map of what's going on around the vehicle and you're actually seeing it all in the 3D. And what you realize is how much of the world has been mapped by Google and Apple. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say oh, the Google yeah. Street View stuff, how long until those guys are not just shooting 360 video, but they're shooting LiDAR and making 3D sure. models. It's, it's actually, Jake, that's such a great point. Your shoots, like they've been doing it since day one. They just never told you. Oh, really? So they, they had a mm -hmm. LiDAR sensor. Now, when they originally rolled out Google Street View, that LiDAR sensor could only use one or two lasers or points a second. But if you look back in the day, like, and you put your cursor in street view, you'd see it plane up like that, kind of like around yeah. the facade. That's actually from LIDAR. But, you know, what's crazy is even photogrammetry is becoming so accurate that you don't even necessarily need LIDAR. You mm. know, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. Phil, I cut you off earlier. I apologize. What, what did you have to add to that? Well, Kent, you, you had mentioned the uh, uh, bad elf going in the perhaps the hardware direction. But I got to tell you, the, the fact that they work with all the different devices was actually a plus to mm. me. Um, I used a little Google Pixel 4 to start with, and then I wanted a little more um, real estate, so I switched over to an iPad. And, you know, it, it's, and, and Nick's right. Um, it was a little warm out, and the iPad died way before the, uh, the, uh, the, the bad elf did. The flex will last forever. <laughs> What's that? The, the flex will last forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this, the construction of it is awesome. You know, it just it's, it's, it's lightweight, but yeah, it's solid. Yeah. I mean, what? Um, let's let's talk about moving on here. Hopefully, do you guys have anything else to add there? Otherwise, I'm moving on. <laughs> um, let's talk about 2021. What's going to happen in 2021? What you guys are seeing? What you're thinking? Uh, Phil, you've been around the block a little bit. I'm curious to get your perspective on this from a from a GIS perspective, and of course, you as well, Nick. So, um, what, what what are you guys seeing? What are you guys What are you guys thinking or projecting? Let, let me start, Nick. Um, the, the thing that that you know, because we started the the initially talking about you know COVID and, and, and the effects of what happened in 2020. Um, I'm not seeing that that's deterring us in the technology industry. Mm. The, the need for infrastructure mapping doesn't go away simply because uh, you know, people are in, in a pandemic. Um, the, the thing that I could see happening, obviously, when you're in the, in the, working in that public sector is some of the funding that normally comes down the pike through tax revenue and stuff is, is, is going to tighten up, but roads still need to get built. People still need to know where all those signs are, uh, you know, the paint striping. So for my, my industry just doesn't change. What does change though is the competitiveness 
of getting these jobs and finding innovative ways to collect the information. And that's where the, the bad elf and things like bike rack, where we were just screwing around. We just thought it was a joke, but I've got clients lined up now to do this. And, and I'm working with um, uh, bad elf to, to actively market this. <laughs> and Nick, I'm not sure if I was supposed to say that, but perhaps you can <laughs> let us all know what, what, what bad elf is thinking about that. I heard the geoholics wanted to purchase our first production bike rack, but yeah, I was going to kind of drop that as well, that we are working with EMS um, to hopefully, uh, you know, productize this and hopefully awesome. you'll see it uh, on the market soon. The first purchaser is Mr. Producer Jake. Yeah, we can, I was going to say, let's <laughs> raffle it off. Jake, if you need a side job, I think Phil's company's hired technicians to ride around and collect oh, data. So. Oh That'd be God, great. Producer awesome. at night and uh, bike technician, bike rack technician. Yeah, data collector, professional yeah. data collector by day. Is, it, is that is that our uh, keyword thing for next week or it next might month? Be. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll oh. see. Hey, we can sell it out AGS too. You asked if we sell on there. No, we don't. So, Kent, you got to send me some Yeah, I'll, we'll hook you up there for sure. <laughs> oh my um, it's all about this, this making so connections, networking. building relationships. Everybody, well, I just want to make, make everybody successful. That's friends. my goal. All right. So, um, you know, again, talking talking about 2021, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more environmental regulations, especially after the election. What's going on there? I mean, do you see that opening up more doors for mapping opportunities? Yeah, Phil, I can take this one if you want. Um, personally, I think um, just due to the, the difference of politics and with the new incoming administration, um, traditionally, um, when you have that, you know, a, that type of president, you have more regulation, right? And so a lot of deregulating occurred with Donald Trump, which in one end, it's going to promote, you know, more construction and building and stuff of that nature. But in terms of some of the mapping, things like NEPA, you know, uh, National Environmental Protection Agency stuff, um, it does actually offer more potential for um, the different sciences, not necessarily surveyors, but, you know, other people that are collecting field data like biologists and environmental planners, uh, you name it, you know, geologists, things like that. There is potential, I think, the, to see some of that. Um, I think also you'll see some of these government agencies' budgets potentially increase, which means, you know, they're purchasing more systems. But, you know, going back to what Phil said, um, I don't think infrastructure is going to slow down. And traditionally, what you see with economies that are hurting, one of the easiest ways to to get an economy, you know, out of a slump is to in, inject money into infrastructure, right? Um, so I, I think there's potential that there would be some more mapping opportunities. Um yeah, so I know it's a double-edged sword, and there are good and bad things about this, and I'm not trying to get political, but, you know, there is potential uh, for some different mapping there for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree completely. Um, and what about, I mean, we're still not through this pandemic, and I know there's different ways of people working. I mean, there's, you know, people working remotely and, you know, a hybrid of that type thing. Um, what, 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 what are you seeing on, on that side of things? Yeah, I could you know, start. Nick, let me, let me, oh, yeah, go for it. The, 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 I have uh, five technicians that, that work in my office. And, um, you know, it, when the pandemic hit, we uh, as a company said, okay, you can go ahead and work from home. And to be honest with you, I, I was really nervous about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm the kind of boss that, you know, I kind of walk around and 
I'm paying you for a day's work. I want to see you, you working. But we, we has had to change that paradigm, right? Yep. And I got to tell you, they have been every bit as productive as they were when I were, they were sitting there and I was working. Now, I, I, we, we're all on Microsoft Teams, so mm. we all kind of know what everybody's up to. But they're working seven days a week. And, you know, maybe they're not working on a Monday and Tuesday. That's yep. their weekend this week. Yep. Listen, man, as long as they're productive. So it's changed everything, Kent. And, and totally agree. I, I got to tell you, it, it, I got somebody like Jake out there riding the bike for me. <laughs> <laughs> My technicians are updating the GIS from his data. I'm getting consultation from somebody in, in, in uh, South America. I mean, it's, it is all over the place. We have uh, Serbians working for us. This, this whole thing has just brought, brought how, how easy it is to collaborate on the net. It's amazing how something you know, so incredible can come out of something that was so, I don't know. Terrible. Te- well, appears to be terrible, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's pretty really, much terrible. Yeah, but I mean, I just think it's like... Gosh, it's it's changed the way we look at things. Yeah. I mean, nothing, there's going to be so much that's so different. I mean, already when you go and you look at these new job postings and stuff like that, so many of these are remote. Like, it's not any other option but remote. Something like that, if you would ask me that two years ago, it would be like working from home, like, some people work from home, but no one. It's it's some, yeah. it's here to stay. Those I are like agree. the people with their Absolutely like Ponzi agree. schemes that work from home. Exactly. Yeah. Let, let's just say I, that porn. Every the- everybody here is happy. <laughs> I'm just gonna blow past that one. <laughs> everybody here is very happy that we don't have like commercial real estate investments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, right. Those right. are just gonna tank. Yeah. For a no while. Doubt. You doubt. One thing I do want to ask you guys. Um, so like personal devices, you know, whether it be your smartphone, what have you. I mean, my God, this technology is advancing at such a fast rate, you know, with the LiDAR and everything like that. I mean, how, how far can this go? What do you, what do you guys think um, can, can happen with that technology? Uh, have you seen the neural net that Elon Musk came out with last year where they attached a transistor to a pig's brain and mm-hmm. they could control the pig? Yeah, pretty soon you're going to have a bad elf receiver in your head. Sweet. <laughs> Elon's wow. going to put that in your head. Well, no, it, I think is, that's is, happening right now. I was with say, the, uh, is it built into these hats? The, no, the, vaccin- <laughs> the vaccination is injecting a bad oh, elf. Yeah. <laughs> I know we joke, but uh, I mean, truth be told, I mean, as we follow Moore's law, things get smaller and faster every couple of years. Um, I absolutely see it to the point where eventually phones will become wearables and then wearables will become injectables. I know that sounds weird, but I read a paper a couple years ago of a woman postulating a, a professor, I believe she was out of the UK, about how she, she was, or not postulating, she was already ar- arguing that humanity is on the verge of our next evolutionary step, and we are literally becoming cyborgs. And the definition of a cyborg is a biological organism that is assisted by a non-biological system. Yeah. Well, we do that every day. When's the last time you operated your day without a phone? Yep. You know? Uh, no, I totally, I totally <laughs> agree on that. Like, especially when you talk about the neural link, like, yep. it's going to be, I mean, it's almost that connection right now. I mean, obviously, it's not inside of our head, but it might as well be. We're holding it around our, and we hold it in our hand every day, yep. right? So, you have it on your wrist, you have it in your exactly, pocket. Yeah. You, it's yeah. constant. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I don't know about y'all. Recently, I, I was lucky enough, I got a pair of these new Apple iPods. Oh my gosh, like the little wireless headphones, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
my goodness, like what a cool device, right? Like I can operate my phone now, basically voice activated, which by the way, you can, because it's voice activated, you can operate the flex voice command. So if you'd <laughs> ever even wanted to touch anything, you could literally talk into your iPad and it will do all the work for you. But this little guy right here, I'm at the gym, you know, I'm like, oh, I need a 20 minute, you know, countdown timer because I'm going to do this exercise for that long. I literally just say, hey, Siri, 20 minutes countdown timer. And it does it, you know, like my phone then connects into my car because I have Apple CarPlay. And now Apple's smart enough that it knows all of where I am and what I've done. It suggests things depending mm -hmm. on what time of day, like yep. it knows where I'm going. Yep. Like it's here. Crazy. Um, Every night it knows, scary. hey, set, you better set your alarm for tonight. Like it's all yeah. that stuff when you have that repeat and it's collecting that data too. And I mean, when you talk about wearables to injectables, when you talk about the Apple watches, that's wearable, your AirPods, that's wearable, but it's so close. I mean, it's inside your ear. I mean, mm -hmm. how much, like it's getting closer <laughs> it's, and closer. It's in your brain. It's no yeah. different than chipping a dog, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the other day, <laughs> our uh, Alexa talked to Carrie directly from Amazon. I, I unplugged Alexa. It said, that some, is it said crazy something like, oh, right you, of course, Carrie. And she was like, how do you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Nick, you mentioned something there that I always thought that if somebody come up with like a voice activated data collector, so you don't have to like take a shot and type in, you know, back of curb or whatever. You just take a shot and you just say top of curb, flow line, blah, blah, blah. Okay, is that something you guys could do? Do or done? Well, <laughs> uh, maybe so, it's done. done. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> absolutely doable. So I would I would guess you're going to see more of that as well. But yeah, I mean, like the Apple. The, so what's nice about the Flex, remember? So it's a different type of technology. We pair with your Apple device, right? Once we pair to that device, we take over the location of that device. So any application written for Apple now uses our location, not the integrated GPS in the iPhone or iOS uh, tablet, right? The app, iPad. So anybody, if you want to go create your own app and you want all of those functionalities, so voice activation, okay, perfect. You know, like we don't even have to write the code for that. We'll let somebody else write the code for that or use the code already built into the tablet. So yeah, uh, the other neat thing we're looking into and we've been working on um, because we have a accelerometer in the, so the Bad Elf Flex is so much more powerful than we let off. We don't even tell you about about 90% of the stuff in there. It has a full-blown Linux computer, for an example, with an accelerometer, haptic feedback. So imagine if you walked up to a point and when you click down on the ground with your pole, it recognizes the motion and collects the point. So basically, you don't have to click buttons or use voice. Now it's just touch, right? So yeah, I mean, these are the future it's crazy. technologies. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, what you got, Jake? I was just going to ask like you really to say something over there. Yeah, I was just going to ask real quick. When you talk about like the new iPhone having like the LiDAR sensors and stuff, do you ever see um, phones having bad elf like this like type of technology inside of like a phone? Like the same way that they put a LiDAR sensor inside of a phone? Like to where your actual phone is the receiver? Maybe not. I, I Again, I can't predict necessarily the future. Um, what, unfortunately, in the cell phone market and the tablet market, integrating a GPS unit is a race to the bottom. So like the mm. GPS in there is they'll sell and make for like 10 cents a piece. Um, the, the problem becomes in the actual tablet, like having an antenna, right? So like we still need this antenna to collect data and you need some orientation. So I don't know about that, but Jake, 
I don't want to say too much, but like, could you imagine a cell phone with a bracket behind it with a small GPS on top of it? Maybe you could and wink, wink, nod, nod. You may see something like that down the road. But yeah, I mean, integrating it. I mean, again, get, you know, the flex units, this to get a centimeter, you know, the next iteration is going to be like this. And eventually it's going to be so tiny. You can fit it right onto your phone. Yeah. Um, and when you talk about race to the bottom, I mean, I just even think about like, do you, I mean, obviously you wouldn't know, but do you have any idea like why Apple and these phone companies would want to put a LiDAR sensor in their phone? Like what, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like why? So, what, so they can charge 1200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause I can't, the normal person's not even going to know what LiDAR is. So what, what's like the, the, the reasoning there when you talk about like race to the bottom for, for, for them to do that? So I can only guess, but my thought would be is they want to be the end all device. You got one device that does everything. They're going to continue to add to it. Right. Um, So I was literally doing a flex demo on Friday with Phoenix PD, Mesa PD, an accident reconstruction company. Um, And they go out. So if you get in a car wreck or God forbid somebody gets shot, they go out and map everything. Right. For, you know, litigation purposes. Don't get me going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you might have done some of that mapping. How, how many asking. how many PLSs were out with that? Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, none, but luckily enough, at least they understood that they needed to stamp some things. But um, the what I was going to say is they use like an LTI rangefinder um, mm-hmm. with you know on a on a set coordinate, and they kind of you know they do this sort of total station like behavior. Well, I took out the iPad and I said, okay, check this out. I threw out five panels like a drone panel. And I set the flex up. I told him, you're going to click the button one second. You got a centimeter. Do that five times. And then I took the iPad out that I was using as my data collector, which I have right here. I literally LIDAR'd the ground. So it took 10 seconds. You use the iPad. You do one of these. You click process and you have a completely colorized photo uh, realistic point cloud within seconds that can then be exported to CAD, which then you could control down and, and utilize. So you know, going back to why they would add something like this. I mean, I think they want to be the end all, you know, device. They want to be able to do everything within it. Uh, what's crazy is, I mean, I have a 35 millimeter DLSR camera and it's not as good as this iPad 12. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, I mean, what? they've, they've completely destroyed the camera, the pocket camera market for sure. Yeah, definitely. I have personally explained LiDAR to more people since it came out on the iPhone for 12 sure than, that's what they want it's good for an exposure and, every, and everything's geo referenced yeah like yeah. my parents over the weekend they're like what's this lidar stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like uh that's I, good that's we got, we got some time here to let's take, talk about this imagine taking your iPad and you wanted to like you know take it you know whatever you're looking at your apple you lidar the apple and then you plug it in and then you 3d print your apple See how he you know, like, readily had that cow, apple like. available? He was like, oh, this apple yep, yep, yep. for my Apple like products. That. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I, I'm going to throw us a curveball here. Uh, Nick's been on the show before. We've we've talked with him. But, Phil, this is a question we ask everybody. I got to get it out of you as well because you seem like a really uh, intuitive person. Wise. Let's call him yes, wise. Intuitive. I was using I like big that. words. Great hair, guys. It's a great hair. <laughs> Uh, if you, do you have a mantra that you live by? Stay in your lane, <laughs> especially that. if they're surveyors <laughs> <laughs> out in the road. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. I love that though. That's a good one, Phil. Expand on that a little bit. Well, what I mean by that is, um, you know, I 
as, as a company owner, and again, uh, since 95, you know, a lot has changed in the world. So uh, me and my business partner have had to reinvent ourselves several times. And we're still in the same market, but you, you, you really want to stay in your own lane. You, you do what you do best mm. and you hire people that know their lane and you work together. That's how Nick and I, the relationship we have. Um, it's, it, it really, uh, can hurt you pretty quickly. And Nick and I, Nick and I both have seen this in, in a lot of our colleagues. If, if you try to take over or do something that that's just a hair out of your reach, it'll bury you way too quickly. Yep. So there's anything I've learned over the years, Kent, it's just stay in your fricking lane. Yep. No, I love that one. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, Nick, what do you have? A, do you have a uh, a revised mantra for twenty twenty one? I don't know about a mantra. How about but your? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I have a quote. I I I really um, I'm a big fan of General Patton from World War II, and General Patton uh, was known as a little bit of a firebrand. Um, maybe maybe I like him because I kind of similarly a little bit of a firebrand. But uh, he said his quote was something in the nature of. A good plan violently executed today is better than the best plan executed next week. And maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but I'm a very action-orientated person. And I see society, we often become lax and irresponsible. And my, my point would be that, you know, live, you know, grab life by the reins and live it, you know, and do it. And if you want to make a product, make a product. You want to write a book, write a book. You want to go find a date, go freaking find a date, you know, and don't get caught up in planning and the anxiety of planning and more planning and more planning. And then next thing you know, you've never done anything and you have failure to launch. So, yeah, that's what I would say, you know, finding that fine line of being action driven uh, to, you know, promote growth and success and, you know, prudence as well. So. I love that. And uh, an example of how I am kind of living that over the weekend, the lovely Megan and I were talking about uh, starting a food truck. Uh oh. Oh, here uh, we go. <laughs> and I think it's going to come to fruition. What kind of food are you going to be selling? It's going to be called. Come to fruition? No. <laughs> it's going to be called. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Stripped cheese. And it's just going to be grilled cheese and tomato soup. That's it. Keeping it simple. That's yeah. it. Keep the bottom uh, line low there. Up to a fish concert. Oh my god, we're we, good. We're, we're gonna bank. Oh my, yeah. Or just park it outside one of those new recreational we need, uh, marijuana facilities. Yes. Yeah, we better get yes. soon enough. Right. It's coming our way. We'll have to get a hold of the uh, Geoholics <laughs> trademark lawyer pretty quick, though. Now that you put that out into the air. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> Phil, you got anything else you want to add? Anything we might not have touched on that you want to get out there? Um, the last thing I want to say about accuracy is um, we, you know, we've been talking about centimeter accuracy, but I got to tell you, um, as you guys know, you, a lot of times you just need to know within a backhoe where these things are at, True. right? What side of the street is it on? The fact that we're getting centimeter is a huge bonus. And yep. it, as Nick pointed out earlier, it, it is addictive. We're always fighting for that for even more and more. But man, I, I'm, I'm so pleased to be able to share with you and your listeners just how cool this technology is. That's awesome. Appreciate that. Nick, you got anything you want to add? Uh, I think I need to get a hat for Phil. 
So other than that, it, Nick. <laughs> no, just want to say thanks again to the Geoholics. It's been a pleasure listening to you guys over the last year, seeing seeing your you know just fantastic growth and success with all your listeners. Obviously, action orientated. Uh, I can't wait to actually see that tattoo in the flesh, Kent. Um, but uh, no, it's it's been a pleasure watching you guys take something like this forward. And I gotta be honest, like. Y'all were the first, and all of a sudden, there are all kinds of geospatial podcasts, and none of them hold the bar to y'all at all. And so, just just uh, hats off to y'all. It's it's been really cool. It's because they're really freaking boring. Oh, it was a bad <laughs> hat, or excuse me, bad elf hats off. Yeah, bad elf, yeah. <laughs> Nick, I really appreciate the kind words, and uh, thank you guys again for being here and uh, and taking the time to share all that information. It was really exciting. I think we touched on some things tonight that maybe we haven't touched on previously, and having Phil on board to uh, to share a hands on his hands on experience was uh, was priceless. I think so. Appreciate you guys taking the time to be here. Uh, that's that. I think ready for a bow. Another awesome oh, show. I got to put a bow on I, it. I got to say, yeah, please be sure to check us out at thegeoholics.com. Follow us on all reputable social media outlets by searching for The Geoholics, which is where you will also find details regarding the hospitality suite we mentioned earlier. Download all our podcasts from Apple, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. Don't forget to download The Geoholics app from Land Surveyors United and subscribe to our YouTube channel. A lot of fun stuff. Email us at info at thegeoholics.com. If you have any content ideas or would like to be a guest on a future show, please support our awesome friends of the program every chance you get. They'd love to hear from you and give you the Geoholics VIP treatment. Pay it forward. Add value. Make friends. Queen. I want it all available everywhere. As always, be safe and healthy, everyone. And you know what? Don't do dumb things. Stay COVID free. Once again, thank you to our friends of the program, Aerotech Mapping, Inc. at ATMLV.com, Advanced Geodetic Surveys, Inc. at AGSGPS.com, Bad Elf GPS at Bad-Elf.com, Cobb Fenley at CobbFenley.com, Cyanic Automation at CyanicAutomation.com, Diamondback Land Surveying at DiamondbackLandSurveying.com, Get Kids Into Survey at GetKidsIntoSurvey.com. Land Surveyors United at LandSurveyorsUnited.com. Mentoring Mondays at MentoringMondays.xyz. Monson Engineering at MonsonEngineering.com. Parkland Community College at Parkland.edu slash LandSurveying. Safety Apparel at SafetyApparel.us. Tiger Supplies at TigerSupplies.com.